him when my husband takes me dancing in our living room. I see him when the dog eats the sofa. I see him when the vacuum cleaner salesman shows up on the doorstep. I want to see God in all these moments because I want to be close to him when the lion comes. Mama takes New York. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. Sometimes when I'm traveling to a place I know my mama would love to see, like New York, I take her along. Some of you may know my mama. She's been in my videos and she's traveled with me on the road. But those of you who don't know her, she's about five feet tall, born and raised in central Kentucky, graduated from Oddville High School, and traveled as far as Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> Not until she hooked up to cable TV in the late 80s did she catch a glimpse of other parts of the world. So when the opportunity came to travel to New York with me, she rushed right out to Walmart and bought one of those suitcases, you know, with the pull-out handle, with the rollers, so she wouldn't slow us down. Mama finds such a joy in simple things, like the woman working in the little market in the airport. Mom said she was going for some gum, so I sat in the gate and waited, and waited, and waited. Finally, I grabbed our carry-on luggage and went to find her. She was in the little market chewing gum and chatting with the cashier. I signaled for her to come over to me, and she made a few small steps my way, but not before waving to her new friend and saying, I'll be praying for your niece now. What was that all about, Mom? Oh, you mean Margaret? She pointed to the little woman behind the gum counter. Oh, honey, she's the nicest young lady. She told me all about her sister and her husband, who just got laid off from this computer programming job, but he's really, really good and hopes he has another job lined up this weekend. Her sister's doing okay, too, cleaning houses and working part-time at the grocery store. But her daughter, her niece, she wants to get a tattoo. Oh, my. Mother just shook her head. You help me pray for that family now, Shonda. I nodded and tugged Mom toward the gate. We had to change planes in Newark, New Jersey, another place Mother had never been. I can't believe I'm here in Newark, she sang. Any famous people from Newark? I wonder what sort of restaurants they have in Newark. Now, what state is Newark in? We're in New Jersey, I told Mother, just across the river from New York City. Her eyes lit up. I'm going to buy a cup of coffee, Mom. While I'm gone, you can look out that window over there. I think you can see the New York City skyline. I must have been gone about 15 minutes because I couldn't find the French vanilla cream I wanted for my coffee. When I returned to the window, Mom was still there, pressed up against the glass. Mom, can you see the city? Mom turned around slowly, tears streaming down her face. She dabbed her eyes with her coat sleeve and sniffled as if she had had a bad cold. I can't believe this. What is it, Mother? I just saw the Statue of Liberty, she said through the tears. <laughs> I never thought I would live to see the Statue of Liberty. Oh, honey, thank you for bringing me along. God is so good to me, so faithful. This is the best day of my life. I gave her a napkin, draped my arm across her shoulders, and led her away from the glass. Here, have some coffee. She pushed away the cup. No, thanks, honey. I don't care for French vanilla. I did a concert that night in Buffalo, New York, and introduced everyone to my mother. I even brought her up on the stage and gave her the microphone so that she could say hello. 
I just love this state, she started. You have so much to be proud of. Buffalo is the most gorgeous city I've ever seen. I never thought I would ever be here in New York. This is a dream come true. This is a really gorgeous city. But oh my, is it cold here. It worries me a little bit because y'all might not think hell looks so bad when it's this cold. <laughs> but I sure am glad Shonda brought me here. This is the best night of my life. I'll never, ever forget it. I grabbed the microphone, but the audience loved my mother and gave her a standing ovation. The next day, I was scheduled to drive over to Toronto to tape a television show, which I thought would be too grueling for Mom. But when I stepped out of the shower bright and early that morning, she was already up. Mom, why don't you sleep in and take it easy? Are you kidding, honey? Bonnie and Carol are going to meet me in the lobby in half an hour to take me to Niagara Falls. Bonnie and Carol? But, Mom, it's cold. You have to get in and out of the car. You you were up late last night. But, honey, it's Niagara Falls, she said, scolding me. You think I'm going to come this close to Niagara Falls and miss it? She cinched up her coat and asked me to help her with her hood. Well, just don't get too close to the edge, I told her. For just a moment, I thought about when I was a kid at my grandmother's house in Kentucky, and Mom would bundle me up in 14 layers of clothes so I wouldn't freeze when I went out sledding. When I returned that night, I could tell Mom was back and already had eaten a good meal because of all the dishes stacked outside her door. <laughs> she greeted my knock with, Oh, honey, I'm so glad you're back. This is the greatest hotel. You push that little button on the telephone, the one with the picture of the knife and the fork, and they bring you whatever you want to eat. And besides that, that little refrigerator over there is full of snacks, peanuts and chips and cold drinks. <laughs> I think the church must have put them here for us. And downstairs is a beauty shop that fixed my hair better than it's ever been fixed before. And they won't even take any money for it. Oh, no. Oh, no, honey. They just asked for my room number. Isn't that nice? I nodded and smiled, hoping that she could see that her happiness made me happy, too. Well, how was Niagara Falls, I said. Her countenance seemed to melt as she recalled the scene. She put away her chips and brushed the salt from her hands. But before she could speak, she began to cry. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. More beautiful than the Statue of Liberty, I asked. I never thought I'd live to see Niagara Falls. Well, what did it look like, Mom? She tried to tell me. She started with the color, then tried to capture the sound, then tried to capture the magnitude. But she never got too far before she would throw her hands in the air in futility. She dabbed at her tears with her hand. I found a napkin left over from room service and handed it to her. She wiped her nose and said, this is the best day of my life. I got pictures, lots of pictures. A few days later, back home again, Mom came over carrying a stack of glossy photos that she had taken in New York. A few were of me on stage with a microphone in my hand. They could have been taken anywhere. But then I came to the ones she had been excited about, the ones of Niagara Falls. She had bought one of those cheap, disposable cameras from the gift shop at the falls and had someone snap a shot of her standing in front of the falling water. Lots of snow was on the ground, so the whole photo was framed in the whitest of white. Water the color of diamonds beneath the lamp sparkled as it stood frozen in the photo, like the ice that covered the river's rocky edges. The scene reminded me of the old Frosty the Snowman cartoon in which every tree, lamppost, and park bench is covered with thick frosting. And then there was Mother. Picture after picture showed Mom with her new friends, Carol and Bonnie, by the falls. Mom appeared way too close to the edge, but that could have been a deceiving angle. In the snow, by the gift shop, in each photo, Mom's fuzzy hood framed her face. Her nose as red as Rudolph's was. 
I soaked up the pictures, checked the back of them to make sure they weren't postcards Mom had purchased in the gift shop. They were incredible, and I was sorry that I'd missed the sight. But Mom had seen it. Mom, who wasn't going to miss it for anything. They're good, aren't they, she said, about the pictures. I was afraid she would start to cry again, so I offered her a cup of coffee and told her I was packing to leave the next day. So where are you going now, she said, tucking her pictures into her purse. California, Mom. Oh, her eyes lit up. California. Oh, I've always wanted to see California. Do you know they have trees bigger than this house and mountains and the Golden Gate Bridge and my suitcase is still packed? Oh, this will be a wonderful trip, honey. This will be the best day of my life. Mom walks around with her eyes wide open because she doesn't want to miss a thing God is doing. When he paints a picture, she wants to make sure she sees every brush stroke. And when the curtains on the window are pulled back, she wants to press right up against the glass and thank God for the view, which is a very good thing, since I never had the heart to tell her that what she saw was not the Statue of Liberty. It was really a barge with a crane on it, unloading some steel. Your Carol Jesus. Matthew 3.16 says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. The first time I ever saw her, I wanted to jump onto a chair and scream. She had a tiny body, a long, sleek tail, a little head with big, fan-like ears, and giant brown eyes. She was white as a snowball, except for some brownish smudge marks on her back. Mommy, Zach said, holding the rat-like animal in the cradle of his arms. I noted the creature was wrapped up in one of my good towels. Mom, this is Frisket, because she's so frisky, my new chihuahua.